You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, Julian. Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. Never know where the TARDIS is going next. Blossom, yes, Blossom. That's the only sad thing. I want to know what happens next. Right then. Doctor, whoever I'm about to be. Tag. You're it. Happy New Year's, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. It's the first show of 2023, and we are coming your way with the last of the holiday specials that we're doing right now. We are looking at the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe, coming us from December 2011. Of course, Matt Smith is the Doctor, and, you know, anything with Matt Smith is just pretty damn awesome. It's just, you know, until later years, but we'll... We'll get into that. <laughs> I blame Clara for that. So, you know, I think everything is Clara's fault. Of course it is. Of course it is. But we're going to have a ton of fun to talk about. And of course, we're here with our regular co hosts. Let's, of course, say hey to Miss Mary Ockel. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. And of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy and Happy New Year. It is awesome to be with you guys. I hope you guys had a great New Year's. And, you know, hopefully 2023 is starting off with a, I don't want to say a bang, because that can have such a negative connotation. <laughs> yeah. Hope yeah, it started off careful. smoothly and it's going very positively and for each and every one of you. So I think, you know, I, I, I would love to see us do well this year. I think a lot, we have a lot of good things in the works right now and, you know, planning for podcasts planning for some cool Doctor Who stuff, conventions. We've got new Who this year. Woo-hoo! Yes, at the end we, of the we, year. We, we, we can't say that every year. No, you're right. You're <laughs> but we can, right. That's, but that's we can say that this year. I wish we We've had... got a whole whole miniseries at the end of the year. And it's, and it's new, new Who. Like, it's like <laughs> new everything, I, maybe. I, really new. I wish we had new Doctor Who last year. You know, in 2022, we didn't get anything. So, 
I'm blocking out what happened. So yeah, yeah. We, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. It's going to be. That, uh, does that count as our uh, chimno bashing? No, we haven't even started. No. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure we can go much farther. No, if you listen to yesterday's Earth Station One that we recorded, which is 2022 in the Geek Seat, available on this coming Thursday, the what is that going to be? The fifth of january everywhere podcasts we found including youtube we bashed chibnall well i bish bashed chibnall left <laughs> and right Yay. over it you know so you know it carried over into there so there you go and well it should as well yeah definitely and so it it was a ton of fun and definitely check out that podcast. And if you haven't checked out the Earth Station One YouTube channel, please do. And of course, as always, when you go there, please like and subscribe. It's always a pleasure. And if you haven't subscribed to Earth Station Who, if this is one of the first times you've listened to us, you wanted to find a new Doctor Who podcast, please. Thank you for being here. We do appreciate you guys more than you could ever imagine. And we are located and you could find us wherever fine podcasts are found. And you know what? Subscribe if you get a chance. We would really appreciate it. And feedback is even better. You know, we've been getting a lot of people have been enjoying our, our renditions of the holiday specials and our reviews of it. So it's been a ton of fun. And we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Feedback at Earth Station Who is the best way to get in contact with us. So please, please, you know, drop us a line. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. We also have an amazing Facebook group if you have a chance. You know, we post all new Doctor Who news. And there hasn't been a ton of Doctor Who news, except we got a new trailer on Christmas Day. Woohoo! Exactly. That was our Christmas special. That was our seconds. Christmas special. <laughs> it was a nice, what, 30-second trailer? But they pumped a whole lot into that trailer. Oh, did they? They really did. Oh, it was fun. So let's jump in with both feet. We got a new Doctor Who uh, trailer for the... I guess they're just saying coming November 20, 2023. And yeah, or for the 60th anniversary. Exactly. And they keep on teasing us saying what you've seen is just the tip of the iceberg. So, you know, I believe it. I'll believe it. And it's interesting. They did reveal new characters that are going to be appearing in it. New old characters. Yeah. Well, if you've read the comic book, you, yeah, very obscure characters. Yeah. What is his name? Meep the Geek, the Beep, or the, beep, beep, beep the, the Meep. Meep. That's right. And beep the Meep. Exactly. And that's the old Dave Gibbons era of the Doctor Who comic. And it's interesting because they come across all soft and cute and lovely, but they're all evil bastards. Yeah, they've all been turned evil by the Black Sun. That's but a, they look very cutesy. Mm hmm. And so it's pretty cool that they're bringing back even the insectoid race that was hunting the uh, cute little creatures. And, you know, it's not what you expect. Let's just say that. No, no. Yeah. I don't the want to. looking guys are not at all what, what you think they are. Exactly. So I'll be very curious to see what happens with this one. And you also got, of course, got the return of Donna Noble. And, you know, something's yay, big up for Donna. Yay. Yay. And it's like skinny man. And it's like, <laughs> and the, I love the mom's like, going, no, 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 you're not seeing anyone. And I'm acting it out. We're not on video right now, but I'm still acting it out. <laughs> so, but yeah. It, Donna and her mom, her infamous mom. Her mom is back. And you also get Donna's daughter, Rose. Yes. 
And so, and her husband. And so be very curious to see how that goes. Um, you also get, of course, um, you know, Patrick Harris as the celestial toy maker. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to him and mm-hmm. what they do with him. Yeah, it's funny. I had a friend of mine who's never watched like How I Met Your Mother, Dr. Horrible or anything. She, and she was like, what's Doogie Hauser doing in Dr. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Now she needs to go watch Dr. Horrible. Yeah. Oh, That's awesome. Dr. Horrible yeah. is awesome. And if you haven't seen Dr. Horrible Sing Along Bog, you know, despite it's Joss Whedon, it is awesome, folks. Yeah. Just just kind of close your eyes about the whole Joss Whedon aspect. Yeah, but the rest of it is brilliant. Yeah, because Neil Patrick Harris is great. Oh, Nathan Fillion's uh, is great. Oh, yeah. You know, every, you know, and it's it's just awesome. It is just an awesome, awesome sing along. We did we did it for a couple of years when we had our game night. We actually had we closed off game night by the sh- a showing of it, and people were singing along and everything. <laughs> That's a fun way to close off a game night. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hey, so you know, and you know, it's it's awesome. And you know, Doctor Horrible's gained so much, like the Rocky Horror mystique. You know, because that people even act it out now. Like they do that at Dragon Con and everything. They show it and they have people dress as, you know, the Dr. Horrible characters and get up there and act it out. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I know they do that elsewhere in the country. So it's pretty cool. So, yeah, it's it, you can really have a lot of fun with it. I, I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. It's probably been like three or four years since I've seen it. So I think a viewing is in order. But back to the trailer and everything. And, of course, we get a guy named David Tennant in it a lot. Who? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, and then you still get, um, you get still, you get uh, the new doctor also. You get Dr. 14, Dr. 15. Shooty's right there at the end. He is. What the heck is going on? Yeah, so. So, it'll be very curious to see what, you know, Russell T has in, you know, and ideas for it and everything. So. Looking forward to it. I think it's going to be cool. What were you guys' reactions to it? Oh, it, it may really made me excited to to see what what Russell T was going to come up with. I mean, I have. A, I'm wondering if Shooty Doctor is just kind of trapped in limbo. I was for thinking. A while. I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was definitely thinking the same thing. But Russell T has actually come out and actually said that they put a fake background in it for the trailer. So. What you're seeing. Well, that wouldn't make sense if he was trying to mm. you know, pull the hide spoilers. Exactly. So what you're seeing is not what you're going to get. So it should be interesting. Yeah. Hey, be careful now. There was that lawsuit against uh, uh, that uh, film company for having a scene in the trailer that actually wasn't in the movie. So now uh, they're going to have to be a lot more careful when they do sequences in trailers to show what they uh, what may or may not be in a movie. So, right now it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it and everything I've seen, you know, I started going back and watching, um, what was it? Sex education with, you know, shooting in it. And mm-hmm. he's, he's great. He's going to be awesome as the doctor. And, you know, I, I'm actually looking forward to it. I did not go back and though, see, uh, uh, watch Coronation Street to see what you uh, didn't. You didn't watch uh, the no, Coronation no. Street. All those years of it. 
Just to see. Yeah, start from the beginning. And... Just to see. I think is, isn't that a franchise that's even older than Doctor Who? I think it is. <laughs> yeah, it's been around forever. It has been around, and it's going to be interesting. And I'm I'm looking forward to it, folks. You know, and I'm not going to bash Chibnall now, but but it's going to be nice to have fresh Doctor Who and something different. And I didn't like the direction they were going in. And we gave it we we gave it a fighting chance, folks. We really did. You know, when Chibnall was doing it. We gave him the benefit of the doubt over and over and over again. It's kind of like an abusive boyfriend in some way. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. It was it was not good. I don't know if it was that bad. Look, I'm it's not really a hard and and, and definite resolution of mine this year, but I think I'm going to put Chibnall on the shelf because I don't need to, I don't know if he's worthy of being bashed in every episode that we do, uh, like has been typical now that he's not the showrunner anymore, because let's face it. If I look at past showrunners and people associated with Dr. Who, I don't think that Chris Chibnall is in my opinion, worse than John Nathan Turner. Now that I could get behind bashing no, every week. No, no, no. Um, I agree with you about that, but he's he's still and, not and, a great showrunner. Yeah, but I mean, is he is he worthy of having to bash every single episode that we do, even if it doesn't involve him? Like, I just uh, don't like. I don't see the like. To me, I would like. Well, you know, I'm going to rotate it out. Like some episodes, I'll bash John Nathan Turner. Some some I'll bash Terry Nation. <laughs> You're going to just alternate. <laughs> yeah, because Terry Nation, I think, deserves some of that bashing too. <laughs> Uh, Chibnall, of course, and, and just have the, a few people on rotation there so that, uh, I can spread it out. So it's, uh, Baker. Yeah. There you go. There you go. See, you're on the, on the train. Uh, cause let's face it. I mean, in the, in what we're, we're celebrating the anniversary, right? This year, 60 or so. I think it's like we need to do like some equal opportunity bashing all the way around (laughs) through the franchise. Very much so. Well, and we've said, you know, Russell T has done some pretty bad episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they all have. Yeah, exactly. Moffat did bad ones. And we're not even going to go to John Nathan Turner. We'll we'll skip skip that. There are tropes in the RTD era I don't like. Like the whole, you know, evil mother thing or annoying mother thing. Mm -hmm. got really old. He was taking out his mommy issues on the show. Yes, obviously. So, but yeah. It was just, it was interesting to see what was going to go on with that. So, yeah, I, I agree, Mike. I think we should put, you know, tribunal bashing on the shelf for a little bit. And you know what? Certainly, I'm not going to shy away from it if it comes up. But I just oh, right now, trust me. he's yeah, no like, longer in, he's in the rearview mirror, man. I mean, I don't ever set out to do it. But once we start talking about the last series, it just comes up. Well, sure, sure. Uh, I just, uh, I don't foresee like, you know, it uh, happening a lot this year, but, you know, unless we force it to, and I don't want that to happen. So, I mean, because he's just not worth it. (laughs) Chris Chibnall is not a bad person either. At least I haven't heard anything bad about him. He just wasn't the world's greatest showrunner. Whereas JNT was pretty bad all the way around. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I know he's got his his fans as well. And I certainly don't need to alienate anybody who's listening that uh, loves those folks. I mean, you know, we we take uh, we take our shots, but I think, um, you know, we wouldn't be here if we didn't love the franchise in its entirety. Um, warts and all. Right. 
Of course. Know. And there's always something good. I mean, yeah, we we there were good episodes in the Chibnall era that, that we enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much so. Very, very much so. And, you know, they're, they weren't all stinkers. So, you know, and we love Jody, And that's what it's all yeah, about. Jo- Jody was amazing. So, and that's what the good thing about it is. But we don't have them anymore. So sayonara, sucker. And let's... <laughs> Let's go back to start, you know, we'll start beating up on Russell T. Davies again, you know. So. <laughs> well, we, that may yeah, it's come It's been a while that. since we got to bash RTDs. So. <laughs> so it should be kind of cool. So, yeah. So we really don't have any other Doctor Who news to talk about. And, you know, I did get um, for the holidays, you know, they had a few different big sales, you know, at Amazon, Best Buy. So I picked up um, a few of the different. Uh, Doctor Who Blu-rays sets oh, of the awesome. seasons and such. Nice. So they were like they were like twenty twenty five bucks each, and so I picked up like three of the Tom Baker eras. I picked up one Peter Davison, and one um, Pertwee, and then two of the Sylvester McCoys. I'm not touching Colin Baker's. Sorry. <laughs> Here we go. You don't, you don't want Baker. to see. You don't want to see Colin. That you don't want to see that jacket in HD. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't want to see. I don't want to see Perry in HD. What do you mean? <laughs> did, did you hear there were? This is probably just a rumor, but this is why, why I'm asking. Did you hear a couple of out, outlets were reporting that they were going to animate a couple more episodes? For the 60th anniversary. Was that just a rumor? There, right. It has not come from official um, places yet, but I've seen it on four or five sites. But okay. we haven't heard it from the BBC yet. And if the BBC hasn't said it. Yeah, I, I don't believe it until I, we get official. Right. Confirmation. Well, it's going to be interesting now, especially with Disney money. And I'd be very curious to see if Disney has any interest in, you know, finishing off some of the lost episodes. Yeah, they, I wish they would. We, we don't even know if they have, if they have included Classic Who in their package that they're going to show. No, like we don't know if Classic Who's going to be on Disney Plus. No, yeah, it might still just be on BritBox, right? And I think the issue was BritBox couldn't afford with the BBC couldn't afford uh, doing those anymore, so they were um, they were not very profitable for either of them. So now, if they've worked out something with Disney, I, you know, I I think it's going to be you know we're talking about the same companies or whatever. So I don't think you know. Anybody who's expecting that uh, the lost episodes, Marco Polo and whatnot, are going to be illustrated by Disney Animation, that um, I no. I don't foresee that happening no. at all. That is not going to happen. No, uh, I was never expecting that, but I was hoping they'd <laughs> at least at least make a couple more. No, yeah, I, I mean they're so close, right? Yeah. They're only like a handful of missing episodes left. Just animate right. them, and then you can get the whole package. Right. Well, that gets into the issues, you know, are they then, if they do that with the, you know, with the animated, are they going to then do the full seasons of like the different doctors? Because why not? You could finally, right? Yeah. But finally actually package like not only whole seasons, but whole doctor runs together. Yeah. Whole eras. Well, yeah. Because you have, you have that now with the the new, new series doctors. Because you have right. the ten yeah. and eleven. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say nine, but that's just one season. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you just that would it would be awesome if they did. 
So, yeah, I think I think the BBC really needs to, someone needs to figure out like in marketing, like like what you can do with all of this. And granted, it's the 60th anniversary, and you know people are always coming in to Doctor Who, always, especially when there's a new transition. And a lot of them are like, where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? And if there's holes in the beginning, the more holes there are, the less likely there are for people to go way back that far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Because they'll be like, well, it's not complete, so I'll just start in another place. Right. I'll start when it's in color. <laughs> you know? well, there are right. people that do that. There are folks out there that won't watch the first two doctors because it's in black and white. Which it's really bad to because me, boy, are they missing out with missing yes. Patrick Troughton? Oh, exactly. Like, yeah, that's Especially, the thing that I, yes, yeah. I think that's a shame. I mean, Hartnell is cool, and I'm not gonna, you know, diss no, him I'm at not all. But Hartnell, but I just think Troughton is, is amazing. Troughton is amazing, and I've been trying to get his entire run, and that's why it's so frustrating because it looks like, you know, we may never get his run. But I'm hoping that this rumor about animating some of those is true, so then we can. You know, and I don't think it's necessary to, um, you know, to modernize all the others. Like, don't put those in color. Uh, don't don't switch the live action ones to color that exist now, because that's just that's just I don't know. That's just stupid work for people who. Yeah, that's just not worth it. I don't um, think it so. isn't. And, um, you know, I know some of the places because they did like a Bonneville Snowman. They have it in the color and they also have it in black and white. Right. With all the black and white ones or with all the car- animated ones, I think they always have that yeah. option to do in color, which is fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. I like watching in the black and white because it makes it me feel like I'm watching the originals. The real so. episode. That's yeah. what I do. That's what I've done, I think, every yeah. time we've done one of the animated ones. Right. So it would be very cool to see what happens. And I'm hoping it does come true for the 60th anniversary, especially. And so I'll have to wait and see. I'm definitely... Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers and toes crossed. Well, <laughs> they don't have a lot of time. Like, because there's only like a few, you know, I mean, the 60th anniversary is this year, right? So well, it's, yeah, I, it's I a matter of like... to be done by then. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, if they expect to have all this stuff announced, maybe, you know, hopefully throughout the year, sprinkle it out with some releases, that would be fine. But my guess is that the animated ones would, in particular, would have to be in production like now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it takes quite a while to animate one. Absolutely. No, I definitely think so. But I think, you know, I'm hoping they've been in production since last year. (laughs) Yes, I know last year was a week ago, but you know what I mean, you know. (laughs) I mean, who knows? We don't know what's been going on. But I I would just really love to see all the missing episodes at least animated. Me too. Me too. I mean, it's, it's not perfect. But it's the best we're going to get. It's certainly better right. than those photo plays. Oh my uh, god! Telesnaps. <laughs> telesnaps. Thank you. Um, and whatnot. I mean, you know, and it's cool. We've done some in the past where we just listened to the audio, and you know, that's like big finish, very similar. But you know, for the actual episodes, put in the effort, do the animation, get these things done, so everybody can enjoy like a full run of this series. That we love so much. Yeah. No, I can't disagree with that, Mike. I definitely can't. And let's hope. We definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. What would you guys like to see animated? Which ones that are missing? I know most people are asking still for the Highlander. You know? Oh, yeah. 
The first one with Jamie? Sure. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even Marco Polo. Marco Polo. And 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 also on that note too, the first one with uh Zoe. Oh, the, the wheel in space. That was rumored already. That had already gone up to be ordered and they pulled it down. So yeah. I went you know, I wondered what happened with that. Two of my favorite companions from that era. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, that team is my one of my favorite TARDIS teams ever. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, yeah, I would love to have all their adventures, especially their origins. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to watch those definitely. in some form. It'd be cool. We would definitely love to see that. So definitely write us. Let us know what you guys think. Feedback at earthstationwho.com. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment, and we are going to be talking about the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. You know what now is a good time for? It's time for a promo for the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. The Cosmic Pizza Podcast, you say? Mmm, that sounds delicious. What is that? It's a delicious slice of life. In every episode? In every episode, where we talk about conspiracy theories, cartoons of our childhood, Star Trek quizzes, movies that we've liked, hard racing, general pop culture, fantasy recasts. But what we don't talk about is pizzas. Right here on the ESO Network. Nineteen forty-one, and there's a war on. So haunted. Who are you? Usually call the doctor or the caretaker, or get off this planet. That man is quite ridiculous. I know. You must stay away from him. Why have you got a phone box in your room? It's not a phone box. It's my wardrobe. Sarah. Your brother? Where is he? In a forest, in a box, in a sitting room. What do they teach you at school these days? There is something very wrong in this forest. And your brother's right in the middle of it. Best Christmas ever. I know. And now we're going back to December 25th this of 2011. That's right, folks. 12 years ago. So well, technically, technically 11 years ago, but, you know, it's 2023. So we're going already ahead. So it's wibbly wobbly time, you know. So, you know, Earth Station Who, we're not known for our numbers here, literally and figuratively. No, no, just we're old. Exactly. You could call it senile. It's interesting. I have not watched this one since it first aired. And and were you happy about that? I actually was surprised that I didn't remember most of it. I really didn't remember most of it. From the whole thing at the beginning with the doctor blowing up the spaceship and floating in space and doing the James Bond thing, you know, mm-hmm. you know, grabbing the spacesuit and of course, putting it on backwards. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a pretty good segment. Mm-hmm. Have you really seen cute. the, because there was a prequel to that as well, um, that was released online where the, uh, where Matt's doctor is on a spaceship and he calls Amy um, to rescue him. 
but um that something happens where um the doctor wishes her merry christmas and let's go the button or something like that whatever he doesn't have the coordinates so she can't rescue him or something like that and uh and that's why at the end they think quote unquote he's dead um or they don't really think he's dead but they know but um i i have not seen the prequel and i kind of wish it was available like <laughs> on hbo max where i was watching it maybe it's on this maybe i hope it's on the blu-ray but or, or the dvd or whatever. you probably could find it on youtube also yeah, that's yeah. probably true too. So, 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 but I, I didn't, uh, I didn't remember that because this is this episode takes place after the whole, you know, thing where everyone thinks the doctor is dead and everything, mm-hmm. where the whole thing with the spacesuit and the astro, the impossible astronaut, and the whole thing with the uh, the robot suit and everything. Mm-hmm. So, and at the end of that season. They said, "Oh, the doctor's out there." You know, um, River Song told Amy and Rory to tell tell them that the doctor is actually still alive, and so it was interesting to you know. For, so when I watched this tonight, that's what I assumed that they didn't know. Well, they 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 knew, but he didn't know that they knew type thing, and that's right, why he hesitated right. yeah. from going. Yeah, I just assumed it was because he was trying to hide from the universe, so he was not broadcasting that he was alive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or, you know, as he kept on saying to the kids when they kept on looking in the room, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, Matt Smith is great in this. Oh, he's he so is. good. He is Ho- so Hokey good. script aside. <laughs> yeah, it, I think the, the beginning of this with the two ships and, the, well, first of all, I thought it was kind of funny because in the last uh, Christmas special that we watched, the Christmas Carol, which is the one before this, of course, um, there's obviously references to Star Trek with the bridge of that ship and everything like that. And the very first shot of this actual episode is is lifted right from Star Wars. Oh, the ship coming down into the camera. This long ship coming down and... It's so funny yeah. how the how the Doctor Who is is uh, referencing Star Trek and Star Wars, and it's like it's way older than both of those franchises. Yeah, um, I think they were having a lot of fun with that. Yes, absolutely, and uh, maybe a little too much fun because you know once that shot's over and all the shenanigans with him trying to get in the suit and all that kind of stuff, and then you know burning up in the atmosphere or not burning up in the atmosphere or whatever or landing and still being alive it's just when this is repairing him or whatever and it's just like this is this is completely ridiculous doctor who like it's fun but it's completely ridiculous mm-hmm. oh yeah Mo- moffat i think never cared about things like that <laughs> you know he's just like it sounds like fun to put him in the astronaut i think this is even like ridiculous for him though this is more like rtd ridiculous like this is like like children are going to laugh at this and I don't care about adults kind of ridiculous. Well, well I mean, this whole episode is pretty, <laughs> it is pretty the whole episode. Ridiculous. It's funny because from what I remembered, I thought I had remembered. I thought those like the soldiers or whatever they were, the construction workers or whatever those guys were in the Mexico like security yeah, guards. Basically, I thought they were in it more than they actually were. Cause they were in it <laughs> very quick. Yeah. They were in and out. 
Yeah. And everything. I don't know why I thought that they were in it a lot more. And I they forgot- left such a lasting impression with you, Mike. Well, I had forgotten about <laughs> Obviously. The, the tree people. The tree people were like, what? I don't remember. They're supposed that. to be like the main thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. I, uh, I'm like you, Mike. I hadn't watched this since it aired. And I was underwhelmed when it aired. Um, and so I just never went back. There was nothing in it that I could recall that was worthy of me checking it out again. Um, and then watching it this time, I'm still a little underwhelmed, but it's not as bad as I might've put it in my head. Like this is not like, I don't think this is horrible. I don't think this is like, you know, the worst thing. Um, in some ways it's better than a lot of the other Christmas specials. Um, I know that Moffitt said he wanted to make this one the most Christmas be Christmas special ever. I still feel like that's nothing compared to like he actually redid Christmas Carol. You can't get more Christmassy than that. No, yeah, um, I don't. I mean, this one, well, sort of, kind of. I mean, they have the Christmas presents. I mean, well, yeah, look at the, 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 the one big, the one but it big present. Really figure that you know, much that's in what caused story. all the trouble in the first place. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's there, but it's uh, you know it's the whole thing not, about it being it's not inspired. Central. Yeah, the whole thing about it being inspired by the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Obviously, um, I think is really like I don't remember a lot of the Chronicles of Narnia. I didn't even actually read any of those, and this is like the first book in that. Um, I remember seeing an adaptation when I was younger. Um, I think it was a cartoon, and I thought, oh, this is kind of interesting. So I, I'm kind of loose on on remembering what that story was. But if I'm... It's, it's not the I'm, same plot. No, I was gonna it's say, if I'm not, not mistaken, this like has very, very, very little to do with... Like, this is this is not an adaptation like A Christmas Carol was. No, this like, hasn't... For no, the last no, the closest, no, not at all. The closest thing yeah. this has to do with Narnia is the title. Literally. Well, going going into the snowy forest. Yeah. I mean, when they walk through the wardrobe, they 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 do land in the snowy forest in the Chronicles of Narnia. That's true. But but other than that, it's just completely Yeah. There was no ga- there's no gas lamp there waiting for them or you know. no. <laughs> no. Yeah, was, yeah, that's that's what I thought. So that was kind of, you know, on that on that level it's a little disappointing because it doesn't really match up with what it's supposed to be referencing. And, uh, you know, overall it's, it's okay. I mean, I, there's some really, really great moments in this. Um, there's in the beginning, there's, uh, one of my favorite moments and yeah, we've already said how much we love Matt Smith, but I think my favorite line and my favorite moment in this is early on after the kids, after he's introduced everybody, like shown everybody around the house, done a tour, the kids run off to the, the, the main living room where the tree is. And then the, the mother says, I don't know why I keep shouting at them. And the doctor says, because every time you see them happy, you remember how sad they're going to be. And it breaks your heart. And the way Matt delivers that line, I could never do it justice because like, a few could I, I look at that line and the way he delivers it and he's such a kid sometimes but that was like moments of compassion like that from the doctor we don't get very often mm-hmm. and there's not many other actors or i should say there's not many other doctors incarnations of the doctors that we've had that would be able to convincingly do that line i think uh maybe you know I don't know. Like, I, I certainly don't feel like that's 
in Ten's bag of of his personality to say something like that. Or, uh, or at least not in the same way. I mean, I'm not sure yeah. anybody did did like Matt Smith could go from whimsical to somber in like an instant and yeah. make it work seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm not sure any of the other doctors ever really did that as quite as well as he does. No, he it, goes literally from 55 miles per hour up to 110 in like two seconds and then takes it always, down to zero. He's always said that Troughton is his inspiration for the doctor. And I think Troughton could do that as well. I can actually picture Troughton like being all goofy and then when necessary, laying down a, a serious line like that. And it's like, he doesn't do it very often. I don't think in his run, but um but it's just one of those moments that I'm like, man, I I love a doctor that's this smart and compassionate. And we don't, unfortunately, we don't get that very often. And different incarnations do different things. But um, I don't like, you know, not to not to bash Chibnall, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't I don't I don't think Jody ever get uh, got a moment like that. No, I don't think she really did. Though I think she probably could have done it. Oh, oh yeah, much so. no, no, no. I am yeah. not. I am not saying that the other actors that have played the Doctor, but they are different Doctors, right? Like, well, like yeah. I, I think mean, their personalities think are different. Capaldi's Doctor Twelve could have could have done this as well, but it would have come much different. Come out much differently, like you said, Mary. I mean, it would have been a much different thing. Yeah, he sort of did it in the Husbands of River Song. At, yes. at at the end where he says it's 26 years how long is a night mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's 26 years but but it, it i don't know it doesn't quite have the same pathos i guess that uh that matt smith delivers yeah it's an understanding and it's a also right there he's letting you know why he's there because he knows what's going on he knows that she wished him there this he's got a plan and uh he's there to help and he it, it's like he he reveals himself to her even though she doesn't catch on that it's the same guy yet no yeah she, i mean she figures it out at the end but it yeah it takes her really, way too long actually I mean, I mean she's too worried worried about her kids uh fair so enough fair enough give her that oh, I mean, it... unfortunately i think the the whole part about the power of the mother um and using that power to steer the ship i get what he was going for but it just came across as really hokey to me oh yeah um it didn't really work for me at all even though i think the actors are very good like the actress playing the mother is quite good um i think the trees were just sort of there <laughs> you know i'm not sure they really no, the tr- added much to the story. The trees were just like an add-on. And I loved, you know, the building, it's trees, but it's, you know, made to look like a lighthouse. You know, it's just like, really? Yeah, whatever. I mean, talk about heavy-handed. We have to make this beacon mm-hmm. because you're a beacon because you're mom. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> no. So on the nose. Yeah, and I mean, plus I kept thinking, I just watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special before this, <laughs> and and all I could think of when I saw the trees was that, that looks like a really bad amateurish representation of Groot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Groot. A little, little bit earlier, but yeah. not near the budget. 
uh, <laughs> not near the budget, but um, I thought the tree fi- guys were fine. I thought, you know, whatever. It's just, a, it, it's never explored because it's not the point of this story. It's just there yeah, to, that, that, that's true. To get her where she needs to be. It, and, it's a plot device. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and it's not explored very well. You're right. It's kind of lazy, uh, especially the whole, like just leaning on, you know, more corporate greed, um, kind of thing. It's like, yeah, that's, that's a that's a powerful message, but you keep watering it down. <laughs> like like, right. like it does it's not as powerful if you keep watering it down. Like well, and it, plus it's it's almost incidental. The whole part about the forest is going to be completely destroyed by acid rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not the main focus of the story. Right. Right. Yeah. No. And it's like, okay, they touched on the environmentalism for like eight seconds. Right. You know, and yeah. It's like, so it was, I don't know. I was just like, this whole story, I liked it better than I did the first time. But it it still left me really flat overall. Yeah, I mean, there are portions in it that are really fun. Mm-hmm. But mostly when Matt Smith is doing something. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, yeah, Matt he, is... He's just really fun amazing. to watch. Yeah. And I think... You know, when we when this was airing, we were in the midst of his run. So it was like, oh, just another Matt episode. It's not that great. Let's just shelve it. But now that we don't have Matt as the doctor very often, we go back and watch this and we're like, man, I miss that guy. (laughs) I mean, I'm not no disrespect to anybody else who's playing the doctor because they've all done a great job in their own way. But man, I miss this guy. And I miss the music too. <laughs> right. Oh my god, I miss Murray Gold so much. Yeah, because like halfway through, you got the like the Doctor's theme playing through, and it was just like, yeah. oh, this is awesome. Like, oh wow, the music really fits the story. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, again, I could go back and bash Jim Sarah, but I won't. No, because <laughs> um, I've I've said it all before, but it was just it was refreshing. Okay. To, um, to see that. I mean, even the opening credits, you know, I just, the old opening credits, I think, are just, you know, you look at them and you're excited to see Doctor Who. Mm. Nope, I agree with and that. Even, and even the end, too, when we do see Amy and Rory for a split second, um, it, it it's nice. It's comfortable. I like that. I like this team. Uh, uh, you know they do they work well together. Sure, they had their ups and downs and some weird storylines, but I, uh, I I just really appreciate them. Um, and it's nice to see them together. And I completely forgot they were in this at all. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I especially loved um the bit where uh, Amy says after she reveals that uh, River told them that they weren't dead. Um, you know, yeah. He, he's uh amy says she's a good girl like it's her daughter which it is yes. like it's just it's like little touches like that i was just, like, just oh, that's and the crazy. way she says it i mean they, <laughs> they play off each other so well karen gillen and matt smith yeah even the whole thing well i'm not gonna hug first i'm gonna hug first you, you know, know they they're gonna whole, hug they, go through, oh, right. they get through this whole routine and she's still pretty hilarious she still squirts them with the the water gun. with the water gun yeah. so it was just like okay totally makes sense it the chemistry between the two of them have always been good it has always yeah. been good 
And, you know, first split second when he was like, after she went in and Rory went in, part of me was started going, oh, wait a minute. This is their last half season coming up. And yeah. then yeah, this is right before season seven. And remember yeah. we had the theory then that we were thinking that wouldn't it be interesting if he already knew what happened to them. And that's, you know, possibly yeah. why he was already by himself at the beginning of this. It's it's certainly possible. Could be. Yeah. So especially the look he had, but then he, you know they had the whole thing with the tears of happiness. So it's, you know, that's of course why, and who knows, but it was just, there was a whole interesting thing that we had going on there. So it was fun. And, you know, do I recommend this for someone to watch for the, as a first time for Dr. Who? No, not at all. No. Nah. But I mean, we're almost, I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm making it out to be worse than it really is, <laughs> because it yeah. is not, it, it is not, it's not, I wouldn't call it a bad episode. Mm-mm. I would call it a, you know, a kind of a lazy episode. An average episode. Yeah. Huh. Especially for a Christmas special. I mean, they let's face it, the Christmas specials do not tend to be the best episodes. <laughs> um, the last one was. <laughs> I mean, Husbands of River Song was great. Yeah. Christmas Carol was great. Um, you know, the other ones are all just kind of average. Right. And the time is terrible, if you want to count that as a Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, and because what the one after this, we had the snowman. So. And the snowman's not a bad one. No. And everything. So, you know, it literally is just all depends, you know, what we want from it and what you're expecting but yeah there's i'd rather have them start at the beginning of a, of a season than start on one of the holiday specials yeah especially with matt smith i mean you really got to start with the 11th hour right you you don't want to miss the 11th hour no because that's a great episode a great introduction mm-hmm. well like we've said before you know with the 11th hour it's almost like that's like almost like a reboot of the whole series yeah, it really is. I mean, talk about making a, a you know, amazing debut mm-hmm. for for a new showrunner coming in. Right. And and that just set set the tone for at least the first two seasons. Well, exactly. It's a new showrunner. It's a new doctor. It's a new companion. It's a new TARDIS, you know, and a whole new storyline. So it's definitely, I, I, I like that in some ways. I like the 11th hour as a good starting point. More even than Christmas Invasion with Tennant. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, David Tennant sleeps in bed the whole a, episode. Right, he's like <laughs> three quarters of the episode. He's not even really there. So, so exactly. So, would you right. say that? Uh, would you say that? Sorry, Mike. Uh, no, one last sure. thing, dude. Would you say that? Because I was thinking about this. Because this is like, as you pointed out, Mike. This is like right before Amy and Rory's last last run. Um, and the introduction of uh, Jenna Coleman's characters, characters, plural. Um, <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, I'm a huge Moffat fan. I know Mary is as well. Um, would you say like Moffat is peaked already and it's downhill from here? Or are we still on steady ground? Oh, we're still on steady ground and everything. I th- Truthfully, 
you know, Moffat, you know, he got blindsided in some ways, especially, you know, he had the whole storyline set up all the way through the, for the 50th anniversary. And then Matt told him, you know, that he was leaving. And because he had planned, you know, Matt's thing out at least another season. And so he had to change pace and wrap up all the different Matt Smith storylines all the way through. That's why that Christmas town episode, Matt Smith's regeneration felt so rushed and everything was pushed (laughs) off to the side. That was a bad episode. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know, the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> town was called Christmas or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And so for me, that was, you know, that was, you know, what hurt. But I think some of the, you know, when Capaldi came on, I thought there were some brilliant episodes with Moffat. You know, he introduced Missy. He introduced, you know, so much good stuff. And, you know, he had another three brilliant seasons with Capaldi. I loved a lot of the episodes. I think the Capaldi stuff got stronger as it went on, truthfully. Mm. I think yeah, there are some moments of brilliance to be sure, but uh, I don't know that last run with Amy and Rory, just talking about how much I love them as a team TARDIS is not great, right? Like it's, it's not huge. Like, and it's, it's got some bumps in it. Right. Well, Angels Take Take Manhattan was kind of very rough. See, I I like Angels Take Manhattan. I know you guys don't. I actually wow. like that episode. We'll have to argue about it someday. Yeah. <laughs> but not today. Let's go ahead and rate this one from one out of five Tardises, one being the worst, five being the best. All right, Mr. Mike, I'm going to let you go first this time. Uh, I'm going to give this a solid three um maybe three and a half for matt's performance um it's not bad it's uh as christmas episodes go or christmas specials go um you know it's tough when you just watch you know last time we recorded we would just watch i think the best one of all and so comparatively speaking everything is going to come up short but i don't think this one comes up like as short it's not the worst by far and heck, I would put it above uh, the next doctor, actually. Um, yeah. So it's not it's not terrible, but it misses the mark on a lot of things. It's too much in your face. Yeah, talk about Chibnall, right? Um, it's too much. It's like, did Chibnall really write this one? Um, <laughs> it's a little bit too much in your face about some of the stuff, and and you know, it's Christmassy, so it's schmaltzy. But I think some of it is a little too much over the line. Um, but Matt is so amazing. And it's one of my favorite doctor moments uh, when he's interacting with her, especially at the beginning with uh, with Madge. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. All right, Mary. Yeah, I mean, I don't I think it's got to got to be about a three and a half. I don't I just can't give it a four um, because of the hokey script. I mean, it is really really hokey um and it it annoys me um the whole power of mom thing but the acting is really good across the board and matt i mean i can just sit and watch matt you know have the time of his life playing the caretaker um you know for for an hour and and be perfectly happy so and he does his best with what he's given so 
I mean, it's not something I would say don't don't watch, but it's something I would say you don't necessarily have to go out of your way to watch. Okay. All right. I My think s- I think Cyril's cute too. By the way, we haven't mentioned Cyril. Cyril but, is cute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the the kids are cute, and the little boy especially is that got that like the big glasses you know, Christmas Christmas be yeah. nerdy look to him. It's just yeah, he's he's fun. He's like mm-hmm. Ralphie on the Christmas Story. You're right. That or I was thinking <laughs> I was I was actually thinking cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. So there you like, go. Same kind of thing. <laughs> same yeah, kind same of thing. Kind, same a little thing. less annoying. A little less annoying than Oliver, but same kind of thing. Nope. Exactly. So, yeah, for me, I'm going to do a three and a half. It wasn't terrible. I enjoyed it a lot more than I did the last time. It actually went very fast. It, you know, like when we watched Christmas Carol last time, that actually was, you know, I felt like it was a two hour episode where it was only, you know, what, 42 minutes, 43 minutes. They packed a lot. They did pack a lot. This one flew. This one flew by. Um, it was not what I remembered and that's a good thing because I <laughs> remembered not enjoying it last time. So that's why I'm giving it a three and a half and Matt, you know, he brought the extra half up from a three and, you know, just Matt, you know, showing the kids around and showing him the bedrooms. There's no beds in here. You're right. And he pulls the ropes and the hammocks <laughs> come down. And yeah, then he jumps was, on, goes to jumps great. on him, and it's like he is—he's such a big kid, and he's awesome at it. And that's what I loved about it. And you know, it was just there was magic moments in it. I will give it to that. And you know, I loved when the airplane, you know, landed, you know, right next to the spaceship or whatever it was—the the biodome. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the husband gets out. Where are the other folks that were on the airplane? Did they not make it? Or was it just? Yeah, uh, we never hear about them. Exactly. Yeah, that was kind of sloppy, too. They should have come out, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just so, at least a shot of them or something. Yeah, just yeah. even it was just because one of them of was them. critical condition. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, did the one who was injured, does he just expire as soon as they hit the ground? Exactly. Then, well, sorry, he didn't make it, coach. Yeah. He's but, with the stars. Exactly. <laughs> He's one with the trees now. There we go. So yeah, so I'd give it an even three and a half. So what did you guys think at home? Let us know. Feedback at our station who.com. Definitely would love to hear from you guys. All right. That is going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh we will be back again in two weeks on the seventeenth of January, actually. We're doing a live episode at eight PM Eastern. Woohoo, folks. That's Woo-hoo. right. We haven't done a live one in a bit. And this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a great one. We're going to do Disney takes on Doctor Who. A lot of people have been wanting us to touch on this one. And we'll have a couple experts on, I'm sure. So it should be very interesting to see what, you know, people's thoughts. So you'll be able to find us up on the, our Facebook group. You'll be able to find us up on YouTube. You'll be able to find us, you know, up on, you know, wherever, you know, you listen to our podcast as normal. But if you want to act, interact live, we'll be doing that also. So we'll have a live chat going at the same time. Should be a ton of fun. So, of course, on behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Happy New Year. Miss Mary Ogle, want to let everybody know where they can find you? You can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. And Mr. Mike Gordon. As always, it's my pleasure. It's always great to talk to you guys. Happy New Year, everybody. And until next time, 
We'll see you next here on Earth Station Who. Peace. And we are done. Boom. Yay. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.